Throughout my adult life, my focus has been on making the world a more beautiful place. Initially, I pursued this goal as a hairstylist, working on the external appearance of individuals to make them feel more beautiful. However, I wanted more, so I began to shift my focus to helping people make better choices and achieve greater beauty from within. As a transformational life coach, I specialize in helping you identify and change the limiting beliefs that may be holding you back. Join me each week as we discuss, interview, teach, and explore the fundamental principles of healthy relationships. Welcome to Conscious Conversations with Louisa. In today's episode of Conscious Conversations with Louisa, I'm speaking with Oleg Lockheed. Hello, everyone. I'm Louisa Yovanovich, and I am honored to share Oleg Lockheed with you guys. He has just blown my mind, and I'm honored to get to know him, and I cannot wait till you guys get to know him. Please say hello and tell us who you are and what you do. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me as part of your summit. Thank you for creating a space. And just thank you for being who you are. That's the most important thing that I like to acknowledge within all this, because it is due to your own efforts and consistent efforts that I think we, as all these other speakers, have been able to come and, and be a part of it. So had you not taken the action and the, the direction that you have right now, we may not be here having this conversation. So I appreciate you for that. Thank you. So appreciate <laughs> um, You know, the question of who am I? It's a great question. It's a loaded question. It could be a difficult question, depending on where I'm at. <laughs> the way that I look at and describe who I am is actually using a conversation that I had prior to our time today with a friend of mine during which he had said, the way that he sees me is as a thinking catalyst. And that is someone who is genuinely curious about life someone who would like to explore as much as he can about the human experience and why we do things the way that we do, what triggers us, what doesn't, what is the meaning that we choose to associate with each and every single one of the experiences. And I think the reason why this particular space is one I gravitate towards is because looking back at my own life and previous experiences within my childhood, especially, I realized that so many of the circumstances and so many of the stories that I told around those circumstances were not always in alignment with who I felt on the inside. You know, I, I've realized over time that I'm not defined by my circumstances. I'm so much more than that. Yes, they have played a role in influencing my trajectory and my path in life, but they're not the only things that I associate myself with whenever I get asked the question of who are you? Right. So beyond any one specific label, I would have to say I'm someone who genuinely enjoys the ability to think, to connect on a deeper level, and to be able to create a space where one is able to have a conversation around a topic that may or may not be difficult, depending on the lens that you choose to see it through. Absolutely. I mean, human beings were just meaning making machines. And something happens and we're like, oh, it, it was this, but yet it's just our perception because someone else sees it completely differently. So looking back at your childhood, do you have a memory that 
had it be a pivotal moment for you and go, wow, I, I thought this and something came from that. One of the first moments, I think, looking back at my childhood came when I was a nine-year-old kid. And that is for those that are not familiar with my story, as you might be able to tell by the name itself, I was born in Russia. I was born in Russia and lived there for my first 12 years of my life. Were very challenging years, quite a bit of adversity that I had faced from the get-go. And that is being born in a household where my dad was in prison, my mom was an alcoholic, and my sister, who was and still is 18 years older, ended up becoming my legal guardian. So for anyone that's listening and tuning in right now and might be able to relate to the fact of what it's like to be brought up by someone else other than your parent, and then having to figure out that whole time, how do you connect with your parents when they're not living in the same place that you are, or when they're fighting a battle of their own that you have no idea anything about? And that is what my life was for the first nine years of my life, was just the, the life of constant transition, the life of adversity, the life of hardship. And then at nine years old was the very first pivot or, or first critical point that took place in my life. And that is I was offered a chance or given an opportunity to go into an orphanage. And that is where I, be I believe my life started to shift because not only did my whole foundation shift, but I was also put in a situation and in a place where I had to not only develop myself, but also focus on some of these things that later on became my foundational skills, such as the ability to adjust, follow directions, follow orders, not step, not step outside of a line. Now, with any of those, I believe they're all a double-edged sword. You know, in listening to someone else's order, yes, it may help serve a purpose in helping you develop a level of discipline or commitment to a particular task at hand, but at the same time, solely listening to X, Y, and Z directions doesn't oftentimes create a space for flexibility and curiosity and open mind and looking at it through a completely other perspective. So when I think about my own experience, it was that nine-year-old kid, that was the journey that I had to go on in order to be able to step into the person that I am today. And then fortunately, I was adopted by a family from Ann Arbor. And, and that is my second point, came when I was 12 years old, I came to the States. I didn't speak any English. I didn't know anything about this part of the world. In fact, the words that I knew at the time were probably not relevant to any conversation. I think it was hi, yes, no, and tomato and dog. And think about just between those five alone, how many sentences can you actually construct wow. using those? <laughs> so it was a very difficult journey to say the least. But I will say this, that one of the reasons why I believe I've been able to overcome, so to speak, or work through many of the challenges is that I started to look at many of those challenges from that relatively young age as not things to eliminate, but more so redefine my relationship with them. And maybe this came at a later point of my awareness, but I realized that I think the hidden meaning behind overcoming is not eliminating or defeating but it's about developing a different relationship with it. You know, I don't believe it's possible to eliminate or defeat stress, anxiety, depression. I think it's possible to develop a different relationship with those things because those things will always and have always been there with me each and every single steps of the way. 
The difference is that that stress and anxiety just takes a different shape. It's no longer the thing that it used to be, but it's still there. Absolutely. And that's what I think happened for me is I started to look at all these journeys and pivotal points in my life and started to realize that I had a choice. I had a choice in the type of life that I choose to live. I had a choice in how I view my circumstances. And I had a choice to remind myself on a daily basis that I am not defined by my past, but rather my past is a catalyst for me to move forward and learn from. Absolutely. Was there anyone in your life that helped you or was part of how you were able to identify this? And how did that play in your life? I think one of the very first people that helped me along the way when it comes to being able to form and establish the mindset and the thought process that I experience today, to be honest, it came from thinking grow rich. I remember one of the first times I read that book, I've read the book probably four to five times by now. I read the book. In fact, after reading the first story, I believe it was the character named Darby, who was three feet away from gold. Mm -hmm. And someone else ended up coming in and drilling it right where the gold was because they chose to use some expert advice from an engineer, I think, that helped him find it. And I remember in reading that first story and then later on just breezing through the whole book just because by how captivated I was by the thought process in a way it opened up a completely new world that I didn't even know existed. I mean, I kid you not prior to reading that book, I don't think I truly understood that it was possible for you to think and grow rich from your thoughts alone, not any possessions, but your thinking alone and how you view certain things and what you choose to believe is possible and what you choose to believe is not possible. I realized that all of those things started with a thought, which then transformed into a story. And then that story in a way manifested into a reality. And so reading that book was the very first step of this journey. And then from there, I was hooked. I mean, I listened to Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, Lewis Howes, for probably two years straight, every single day, I listened to their episodes or I watched their videos. I would listen to the different recommendations they would suggest as far as other books, other people to explore. Right. Some of the other books that made a big difference in my life were The Alchemist. Mine too. You know, incredible book. I love that you're sharing this because I secretly love when my son gets in trouble because I take his phone away yeah. and I have him read these books. <laughs> and have the phone back is after a couple of chapters yeah. or, or, you know, people send their kids to therapy. I make my read a book and then I pay him instead of the therapist, a hundred dollars for a book report. And what he's going to get out of that one session of a hundred dollars from the book yeah. report is so powerful. And then I quiz him on it. I'm like, so let's talk about this. And it's just, he's just this powerful, wonderful child and I love, I secretly love when he's in trouble because I'm like, oh. <laughs> to be honest with you, I've never heard that parenting style before until now. I made it up all by myself. Is <laughs> yes, it really is. You know, it's now he has the ability to consume something that can possibly influence his decision making yeah, and maybe and- even see himself as a character along someone else's journey that might be traveling a similar path. You know, he actually, how I know it impacts him is because when I'm, his sister's not so easy to have that happen with. Mm-hmm. So he just happens to be just a, an easier child to manage. 
but he will use some of the quotes from the book and education that he's received from the book. And he'll say, you know, Kara, that's a very closed mindset. And I'm like, I'm doing this excellent job because I love that we get to bring this to our youth. And I have to say, getting to know you, you're so warm, welcoming. You, you, I love that within one conversation, you were 100% committed to how you could support me. I, you know, that's truly the world I love raising my children in is people who are not like, I have no idea who you are. And why would I spend time talking to you? You were so inclusive, so kind. And we literally, in one conversation, you were committed to making an impact. And that's huge. Yeah, I think having the ability to be open minded, and look at certain things through multiple lenses and perspectives. To me, it's everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is a matter of perspective. It really is. I may view the world one way, you may view it completely differently, but it doesn't make mine any wrong or right, or the same is true for yours. It just is. In fact, I believe to a degree we're both right because we're seeing it through the lens that we're seeing it now. So how did that develop? It's difficult to say, but I would say that one of the things that I've learned thus far for how I've been able to capture and hone in on this ability to be open-minded in many of these situations is to continue to remind myself that whatever it is that I choose to believe in and see, it's just one perspective. It's not the perspective, it's a perspective. And I think the same is true for anyone else. You know, when we talk about this concept of purpose and what it actually means to have a purpose in life, there is no one way of saying that. To you, you may find purpose in walking your dog. I may find purpose in something completely different. And so when I separated myself from wanting to compare and contrast and look at one particular level of purpose as the ultimate way to have a purpose in this world, I had realized that A, my life became much simpler and B, the level of stress I was experiencing was no longer the same because it's okay for me to follow my own path. Because at the end of the day, I, as well as you are, and anyone else that's tuning in, we're completely unique. We do not have the same events. We do not have the same circumstances. We have common themes, but as far as the things that we go through and the challenges that we accept on a daily basis, those are completely unique to who you are. So why would we have the same level of purpose if that is true? Why can't it be different? Well, looking back, if you, do you remember the moment where, because I do with mine, the moment where you made that choice, you know, we have the whole mindset, we have the conversations, and then we have the conversations of where do I go from here? What is my first yeah. step? So I know that a lot of people, especially being the beginning of the year are thinking, where's my first step? Where do I start? How did it start for you? Do you remember that moment? I do remember that moment. I think for me, that moment started about four years ago. I was part of a program. It was an accelerator program called Hatch House Venture, which was really just meant to create a space for other entrepreneurs to be able to come together and be connected to a network of other like-minded thinkers and resources within the area. And I remember specifically, I went into that program with a completely different project, completely different vision. And then within the 24 hours or 48 hours, or maybe even the hours leading up to the program, I had felt this internal voice and desire that what I was meant to do is actually different from what I got accepted for. 
And I remember going to the, the, the director of the program who has been a great friend of mine and someone who has supported me every step of the way and having probably two to three hour conversation with him during which I just told him, honestly, I said, Hey, I believe that I came here for a different reason. And here's what it is. I shared my whole journey with him, all the different things that I went through. And towards the end, I shared with him with how I believe to articulate all of these events and what I believe the purpose and the meaning behind all of them was. The very first thing that he said, which I did not expect, was that he said, how can I help you? Instead of telling me to go pack my bags and leave the program so he can open up a space for someone else who fits his perspective or desired way of building that particular program, he chose to do something that changed my life completely. He said, how can I help you? How can I support you? Next thing I know is I'm sitting down there behind my laptop and I'm writing my story. I'm writing my story in a two to three page blog post. That's all it was. And I had a very simple call to action at the end. I said, if my message speaks to you, please join me in sharing your own story. And within days of that, hundreds of people from all over the world, all whatever the origin was, reached out and said, me too. Wow. I was adopted from here or this was my experience. You know, I'd shared that with, uh, within other Facebook groups. I started to connect with some of the people that were sharing their stories. And I said, hey, how can we help grow this into more of a space? And then over time, I realized that it's okay to have a sense of purpose, but it's also important to understand that that purpose will evolve. And that's where I realized that in looking at that concept of purpose and what I was trying to do was really just to create a space for other people to be seen and to be appreciated through their stories. That's it. That's how I understand it now. But this message that I just repeated did not come until four years later, four years of continuous work. The message around what I do evolved and then it finally got here. And that is one thing that I'll share with anyone that's, on, that's listening to this right now is that as you continue to build and tap into your sense of purpose, first things first, I think purpose for me came from service. So if you don't know what your purpose is, A, ask yourself, what can you serve? What are you passionate about? And where can you go ahead and do that? You know, you mentioned doing that one step. I have a sticky note right here that says, what's the one thing that you can do today that can help you move closer towards your goal? And I've had it in front of me for the past year and a half. I literally take this in front of my life, wherever I sit every single day, because I think that's the journey for me, finding that one thing. And I also believe this, that in situations where I felt like I didn't know that one thing or where I had to go elsewhere to look for that one thing, I realized that I did know that one thing. And that's what I believe many of us experience, in my opinion, right. is that we do know if, if you do an honest assessment an evaluation of who you are, I genuinely believe that you know that one step you have to take, not the step, but a step in Absolutely. whatever direction. Absolutely. I mean, that's 100% it. I know when I started with the summit, the one thing I knew was technology was my challenge. And so I didn't know how I was going to manifest this without support in technology. So that exact question, someone asked me, what is the one thing you could do today to move this forward, I hired a VA and the yes. entire thing came to life because I made that one decision to hire a VA. 
And then the other question, I'm in, I'm also in a course, it's a transformational course and leadership. And it says, what are you pretending not to know? And, Boom. you know, like we totally know. And there are times I don't want to make someone else uncomfortable by telling the truth. So my word for the year is authenticity. I am so clear that I'm going to be in my space of authenticity because I love every word coming out of your mouth. And it's because it's authentic. It's your story. It's real. It's connecting. It's not, it's not about us trying to look good. And yet reality is, is people connect because it's tangible and real, you know, you create opportunity and space and possibility for someone else to find who they are. Yeah. You know, the other thing that I'll mention is something that I once again picked up from that movie that I was watching on the way home, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. There's a line where he says, anything mentionable is manageable. I think it's a perfect connecting point to what you just described. Choosing to give a voice to anything that I have challenge with or tension with. For example, if it is consistency, why not acknowledge it? That's where I'm at right now. Now, every single person is different. So whatever the action and and course and approach they choose to take is completely unique to who they are. For me, at this chapter of my life, I have realized that in publicly acknowledging some of these things, such as having a challenge with consistency or having tension with people in my immediate circles, it helped create a space of understanding And help me develop a broader perspective around that particular instance, because it opened up a conversation. I put it out there and I was able to create a space for other people to be able to chime in and share their own perspectives around what purpose looks like or what the challenge is of not only finding purpose, but embracing purpose, because those are two very different journeys. You know, understanding what your purpose is. And then also stepping into that and embracing it and choosing to act upon it every single day are two completely separate journeys. But what I realized was an understanding that I'm not alone along this process. There's someone else along this process who has probably done a similar thing. So why don't I just put it out there in a public forum where I share through a story of my own and my experience and create an opportunity to hear someone else's perspective which I may read and sit there and think to myself, wow, that is exactly what I needed to hear. Now I get it. Absolutely. I mean, even these, I could guarantee you a hundred percent people are listening to you and us and they're hearing and understanding that is exactly what I needed to hear because I was discussing one of my sessions yesterday with someone and she said, those were the two words that put my entire life together. You just described everything that I've been curious about my entire life. And this, these two words just changed my life. And I think, wow. And when we share, we have that opportunity to connect and get to make a difference that lights me up. Like, I'm not a big fan of decorating, but let me tell you how I get lit up as human beings. I just light up. When someone has that aha moment and I experience something landing, I'm like, yes, yeah, because it just has that soul moment of, I got, that is a memory that just went, I will remember this. And you just impacted that person's life and it meant something. And, and it's I confirmation. Have, yeah. I'm it's sorry. Confirma- it's confirmation from the other person. I think there, 
I think there's a healthy balance between using other people's perspective as a way to validate your own perspective. And I believe that in my opinion, because we're all interconnected due to the fact that we're simply humans and we get, we experience on a human level, similar things, like similar emotions, probably variations of them, depending on <coughs> our previous experiences. But what I'm also realizing is that in hearing someone else say almost either the same exact words or take it a step further. You know how oftentimes you're looking for that word or that way to frame whatever it is that it's inside of your head, but yet you just haven't developed the spoken word yet to be able to communicate that effectively to other people. Right. And then you have a conversation with someone and they say it and you just sit there and you're like, holy fill in the blank. (laughs) Like, how did this just happen? Exactly. How did this person, it's almost like they're in my head and they know exactly what I've been thinking and searching and they just gave it to me at no cost. Yeah. And now I have another sense of direction, which I can build off of that to get to the next layer and the layer beyond that. But all of that comes from that conversation and the ability to listen and genuinely listen to understand and not listen to respond, but like genuinely be there for the moment embrace it for what it is for whatever it has to present. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, how much of the time we're there to share our next words versus hearing what just got shared. And I know my very, very first interview, I was so committed to asking great questions that I missed the answers because I was thinking of my next question. Mm. And I literally have and I've been a hairdresser 23 years, I've been standing behind this chair, looking at someone through the mirror and having conversations and they leave my chair. And it's always this magical experience where they say, I got so much out of this, and I could feel things landing. And I thought, I don't have a questionnaire sitting there going, what should I ask them, we just have this authentic conversation. So ever since that very first interview, where I realized I missed what was happening myself, because I was so curious of the questions that I was missing the answers. And I wanted to look so good with the perfect questions. I missed my own interview. And I thought, I'm bringing me along. Because genuinely, I want to get to know you. I want the world to get to know you. I want to be participating and listening. And, and it has been magnificent since I let go of my script. Mm. How it was supposed to look. And that went even in life. You know, like I don't have a how it's supposed to look because it's not going to be it if I'm missing what's happening. Because if mm-hmm. it's supposed to look this way, what's happening becomes this wasn't it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can relate 100% to that. I remember one of the, I remember the first podcast I started and it's still out there. I remember going into that interview with a list of questions, great questions, as you mentioned. And I probably missed half the answers now that I think about it because I was so focused on the next question that I wasn't actually listening to what the person was saying, (laughs) but I was more so focusing on the transition on that perfect moment to be able to interject and stir the conversation elsewhere. When I realized that after a while, however many episodes it took me to get to this point, but I realized it's not about having a script and it's not about having that structure It's about being able to create enough of curiosity within the other person 
to be able to spark a conversation that may go somewhere else. But what I've also realized was that if it's intentional, it comes back full circle, just like life does, you know, there's birth and there's death. And I think it's the same thing with the conversation when I've experienced them, when I chose to be intentional with it and be there in the space and not worry about, okay, when do I ask this question? What's the next question I have to ask, but genuinely listen and just go from there. Absolutely. Towards the end of it, it came full circle. Yes. You know, we're, it's almost like we're repeating the same topic, but in a completely different way. And in fact, I've acknowledged that with people sometimes. I'm like, did you just notice that? We literally 45 minutes ago, we started with this and we came back to it. And it's not that either of us were taking down notes and saying, okay, I've got to be able to say this because it's going to lead here. And then this has to lead here in order for it to line up there. Right. We just went with it. And that's where I think there's something beautiful within what you had mentioned. And that is just choosing to embrace life for what it is, challenging my own assumption and expectations of how it has to be. Because at the end of the day, who is saying that it has to be this way? Absolutely. And regardless, I mean, even with your first videos, mine, people still got out of it what they were going to get. We still got yeah. out of it what we were, we were supposed to get. It, like, I still look at it and go, that wasn't wrong or bad either. It just, I learned from it. And I learn from each and every single one. And that's the process of, you know, I, I, I had the courage to reach out to remarkable speakers like you and say, would you participate? If I was in the self-limiting beliefs and fears of who would want to do this with me, because that's what the, you know, those limiting beliefs raise us to have, then I would never be here. So I am so excited to share that everybody, everybody gets to start and there's no perfect plan, but it is perfect because we step into our, our day, we get to use our voice and we get to make a difference. Yeah. And if there's anything that's perfect, I'll say that it's perfectly possible to start. It truly is. I know for the longest time, I try to figure out the whole how and have the whole thing accomplished all at once when you think of the vision board. And then I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. Her name is Kahila. And she had said to me something that changed my life at that moment. She said, stop trying to figure out the whole how. Just know where you have to start. That's it. It was as simple as that. Because I think far too often, I looked at life and I tended to overthink things. You know, analysis paralysis, that was me. Like, I love being in that. I love being in a situation where I can overthink and overanalyze and come up with 110 different reasons. But the challenge of that is that that doesn't necessarily translate to action. Right. You know, you can sit there all day and think about the book that you're going to write. But in most situations, and for anyone who has done it differently, please connect with me and share that. In most situations, the words just don't appear on paper. Right. Or, you know, summits like this don't just happen. You have to step into it. You have to take action with it. And that was the big difference for me was in looking at it and understanding that, okay, I can sit here all day and think about X, Y, and Z or overanalyze. But the reality of the matter is, unless I'm choosing to publicly acknowledge the things that I'm looking for and have someone else accept the responsibility and the work, none of this stuff is going to happen. Right. You know, right. And, and so it really became as simple as the art of the start. Where do you start? Where do you choose to put your foot forward next and then know 
that once you get to that point, there will be the step beyond that and the step beyond that and the step beyond that. Absolutely. And I think when I started to accept that and step into that journey, genuinely, I didn't want to turn back. It's, it's one moment. That's the thing. It's one moment. It's yeah. not a day of thinking. It's not a, a, a week of thinking. It's a moment. Yeah. That's the bliss. I remember the very moment that I heard the words, if I could do it, you could do it. I just remember hearing those words. If I could do it, you could do it. And I thought, what is it that I could do? I'm going to hire a coach. That one moment, it was that one thought, I'm going to hire a coach. I had two coaches to choose from. Picked up the phone, dialed the number and said, this is what I'm doing. And she said, okay. And it began. And it doesn't mean I'm still exactly with the same coach. It doesn't mean anything. It just, that was the moment. So whoever's sitting there going, and what does that look like? Choose something, start somewhere. Yeah, it's just do it. Just do it. It's simple as that. I had a conversation recently with a friend of mine. I'm going to butcher the numbers, but I think he said something along the lines of all it takes is 20 seconds of courageous action to step into it and step and do the thing. Now, time frame here varies because, you know, it depends on how long it takes to plan what the action is and stuff like that. But really, when you think about it at the core, the ability to act, it really doesn't take long. Right. I think it's you either do it or you don't like it really is as simple as that for me in my mind. Right. Because it does it. it like the first moment was I'm going to hire the coach. The second moment was, okay, yeah. I'm going to pick a plan and then I'm going to pick a VA. And then it was like, well, now the work comes in. Okay. I'm going to send generator emails. People yeah. were send, saying that I'm sending a hundred. I'm like, Oh no, I'm doing this very intentionally. I'm, yeah. I'm not sending out a hundred because one of my genius zones is connection with people. I didn't need to connect to 100 random people in the world. I needed to connect with the ones and it was very intentional. So I love that you shared that it's it everything is about being intentional. We don't mm-hmm. have to do 100 random things. You could do a handful as long as it's intentional. I agree with you. I I think that's the big thing is is understanding how it's serving you and what is serving you and then just choosing to step into it. Mm-hmm. and know that there will be more to learn that there will be more that's unknown as you go into the journey but i think the beauty for me has been is understanding that once i started along this journey a i did not want to turn back around because once you know you know that's what i've realized it's once once i know something it's very difficult to unknow it i can unlearn it mm-hmm. i can shape it into a different thing but once i know it that's it there is no going back it's one of those things. It's like, once you ask the question, that question is going to reappear through multiple shapes and sizes until you choose to either seek an answer or understand that this is something that you may not want to pursue right now. Right. But that, that is the biggest thing that I've learned is that when it comes to the sense of purpose and identity and understanding how certain things serve things within serve aspects of my life, I begin to realize that the more intentional I became, the easier the process became. You know, I was no longer doing the approach that you just described, like trying to connect with everyone. Mm-hmm. Pick a number, pick a step, one step that you can do today with whatever it is that you envision and do it. And right. then pick a step beyond that. And then once you hit that step, pick one more step 
and just keep going, keep going. I think that's, that's the beauty in that. And I'm really grateful that you've created this for other people and have given other people an opportunity to reflect upon their own journeys and understand that this whole concept of success, A, it's a choice. Like every single day, I choose to tell myself that I'm already successful, regardless of what my bank account reflects or anything else. Because to me, success is so much more than that. You know, to me, success is about, am I growing? Am I learning? Am I connecting with other people? Am I connecting with myself? It's not so much about some of these other things, although I do believe that some of those other things are important considering the society that we're living in. Right. Money is a resource. You know, it's, it's not necessarily, I don't believe it's the root of all evil. I think it's a resource. I think it's a resource that's needed in many of the situations in today's world because that's how the society is structured. That's how it's set up. And even though I might be able to negotiate with many of the service providers and provide them other ways to add value, at the end of the day, not everyone is open to negotiating. You know, right. if I'm not able to provide you marketing or whatever it is, how am I going to pay for the service? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is a huge limiting belief that people are addressing right now is tapping into their money conversation. And that's yeah. a whole nother segment we get to go into yeah. because it's so true. I am honored, grateful, humbled that I get to share this journey with you. I'm so thrilled that I get to have this time. Thank no, thank you. Thank you for creating a space with me and thank you for doing what you do. And it is my hope that you continue to do what you do each and every single step of the way and just know that you're never alone. There's someone else that is either walking similar path or has walked a similar path in life. And I think for me, it boils down to understanding what can I do to step onto that path? What's the one step that I can take today that can help move me closer to whatever it is that I aspire for? I love that. That is so perfect. And it, it just has that comforting feeling of just knowing we're all in the place we need to be in and we're just perfect. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm.